Hey everyone, this is Joe. The show you're about to hear was recorded back in December. Before I play it, I just wanted to take a moment and mark the passing of Janelle Jaquais. She passed about two weeks ago from when this episode is being released. Truly a legend in the industry. Most of her earlier work was published under the name of Paul. Pick up any of the greats from Judges Guild, uh, Dark Tower, or Caverns of Thracia. That was her work. Started The Dungeoneer, which later became Judges Guild's magazine. First published the same month as The Dragon. So it's like the first third-party D&D magazine. Worked on like some of the City Book stuff from Flying Buffalo. Well, that's a really great series, by the way. Uh, I should add that to the review list. Anyway, um, I could list things forever and ever. I mean, her name, last name, became a verb. People talk about Jaquais in the dungeon because that was like one of her awesome talents in addition to being an artist and a writer and a publisher and a producer, everything. So yeah, another great one has gone. Let's start the show. Welcome to the Dekihijin RPG Podcast, hosted by Joe. Welcome to the Dekihijin RPG Podcast. Enjoy the show. Hey everyone, this is Joe. This is the Decahedron RPG Podcast. I am joined today by a special guest. Our special guest is Daniel. Hey, Daniel, it seems like you were just on the show like two or three episodes ago. Yeah, it feels like like it just happened. It feels like it. It almost feels like we're actually recording this right after we recorded the other episode. That would not be the case, never. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But... It is actually the case, but it's an entirely different topic. And so as such, it deserves an entirely separate episode. What we're going to do today is we're going to roll up a Tunnels and Trolls characters. Uh, What happened was a long time ago, I did a review on a game product called The Frontier Forts of Kelnor. James actually reviewed it with me, actually, now that I'm thinking about this. And he volunteered me to run the game for some of our listeners. Jason and Daniel volunteered Daniel has also said in the show before that he's never played Tunnels and Trolls and he's wanted to. So I'm like, well, I'll make the adventure. I'll just convert it to Tunnels and Trolls. And we were all supposed to have an episode where we got together and rolled characters. But Jason and Daniel both went out on a bad binger and uh, were too hungover the next day to join the show. Not quite what happened, but it's a good story. Right. That's what we'll say. Yeah, it's better than, oh, they were both sick. So uh, we recorded the James one, and we released that, I don't know, episode something. I'll probably have the robot voice come in here and say which episode that was. Robot voice? The review of Frontier Forts of Kelnor was episode 80. James created his Tunnels and Trolls character in episode 96. Thank you, robot voice. <laughs> um, now we're going to have Daniel roll his character, and maybe I can convince uh, Jason to come on and roll his. Because the one I was recording with James was done for OSR October, it was actually showcasing a method of attribute generation I developed for 
OD&D, but because D&D and Tunnels and Trolls are so closely related, it works for both. So I showed it with TNT, and we're going to use that same method here. I did talk to James, and you do have the option of trying to force the triples if you want. Oh, I see. Okay, right. By putting all, so I have to keep track of all three dice. Yeah, so we roll them in three states, and there's slightly different rules for each. The first is, oh, so you're only going to need one D6. You're not going to need three D6. Silly me. Um, The first is birth, and then we do childhood, and then adolescence. So birth, you have no control over. It's straight down the line in order. The order I wrote down was strength, intelligence, dexterity, luck, constitution, charisma. I'm sure Jason will call in and tell me that that order is wrong. (laughs) (laughs) But... As long as you say that's the order we're doing it in, it doesn't really matter. So that's the order we're doing it in. So go ahead and uh, roll your strength, sir. One one die right. for strength. All right, here we go. My strength is four. Average, slightly stronger than your average baby, but not much. Okay. Oh, no, that's exactly in the average range. But yeah, okay. Uh, intelligence. Four. Mm-hmm. Ah, I sense a pattern developing. Your dexterity. <laughs> All right. Four. Wow. <laughs> That's <laughs> Okay. What's the chance of that? All right. Uh, well, the chances of that are uh, one in 216. <laughs> oh, I broke the trend with a three in my luck. Three. Okay. But still, that you're right there in the average range, right? Three to four would be average on one die. Constitution? Uh, also a story of my life. One. Ooh, a sickly baby. Yes. And charisma. Two. Ooh, a sickly unlikable baby. Well, probably like whooping cough or something. So your parents don't like you because you kept them up all the time. That's probably it. (laughs) So childhood is a little differently. We still roll one by one, but you get to assign the number to where you want it to go. But once you assign it there, it's locked. So roll a die, sir. All right, here we go. Four. Okay. So (laughs) I think because I'm going to gamble, I'm going to put it in one of my four stats. Yeah, I'm going to put it in Dex, because I, I, I don't generally play strong characters. All right. Roll again. One. Ooh, that would be a huge gamble. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm a, I'm a gambling man. They're going in my con. <laughs> All right. Your con is, you are a very uh, sickly child. All right. It could go very badly for me if I don't roll another one. <laughs> This is exactly what I was saying in that feedback where I said, no, that that could work out very interestingly. And here we go. That is exactly the situation I was envisioning. All right, roll again. I'm a gambler. I rolled a two. I'm going to put that in my charisma. So I'm trying. I'm totally a munchkin here. All right. (laughs) All right, what do I have left? Two more, right? Three more. Oh, yeah, right. Oh, okay. I rolled a six. All right. All right. I'm going to put that actually in my luck. Yeah, that's a good thing. Luck is important in... uh... Mm-hmm. I'll do the triple there, but I figure, you know, I'm, I'm doing it everywhere else. Three. Oh, man, you're not going to put that there. All right. So I'll put that in my uh, strength. All right. Okay. One more. Yep. Yeah. Be my intelligence. Five. All right. There you go. All right. So at this stage of your life, you are uh, very average in strength, slightly above average intelligence, and in, oh, luck, dex, average, constitution, and charisma. Yeah, you are sickly and nobody likes you. Maybe you don't get out enough to make friends. This is this is very likely. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. So roll all six dice now and you get to place them uh, where you want. Oh, you don't have six dice. Uh, roll your three dice twice and I'll write them down. Okay. Well, I got two ones and a two. 
One, one, two. So your gamble's paid off. Yeah, at least there. Okay. And then I, oh, let me write it down as well. So I can, it's easier for me to think about it. And my second roll, two, three, and four. Oh, all cool. three of your gambles paid off. All right. Did it? No, the three didn't because I put it in the wrong place. That's okay, though. Yeah, your gambles were uh, dex, charisma, and constitution. Oh, that's right. Yes, you are correct. All three paid off. So if I put the four in dex, that's going to give me that special triple thing. I'll put the one in constitution, or one of the ones, uh, the two in charisma. But now you're forced with using a one and a two in your other stats. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so what do I care about? I think I still want to be fairly lucky, so average lucky. So I'm going to put the three in luck. All right. uh, And I'll put the one in strength and the two in intelligence. All right. So that's uh, eight strength, 11 intelligence, a 12 dex, but not yet. We're not done with dex yet. A uh, 12 luck, a three... Uh, con and a six charisma. Okay, so uh, now these we're just going to roll as 3d6, so 3d6 for dex, sir. Five, four, and four, which is 13. So, and I add that to the original one. Yep, so that's a 25 dex. And then constitution. Here's where I need a high roll. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if you got like a one, one, two, then you're screwed. Well, I got a little above average, I think 12. 12 is just slightly above average or right in the average. So that's 15. So 15 total. I got 12 yep. plus 3 is 15, right? So, yeah. All right. All right. And charisma. Come on, charisma. I hate playing a low charisma character. All right. I got another 12. So that's 18. Yeah. Story wise, I mean, you can work that triple in any way you want. Did he start low and all of a sudden he blossomed? And, uh, or was he never, you know, retcon those low rolls and say he was always a very attractive child? Well, I think maybe shyness brought the charisma, you know, because charisma is not just love, it's also personality. So maybe maybe they finally found what they were really good at because they were sick their whole life until they got a little bit older. So even though they were like agile and like had like good, let's say, hand-eye coordination, uh, they couldn't really put it to use. But then when they got a little better with the 15 con being slightly above average, they actually realized that they could use that agileness to, to really shine, which is a dexterity. And that made them kind of come out of their their shell and uh, become more of a, they're almost like a performer type, I would say, with a high dex and a high charisma, well, decently high charisma. Interesting. So clearly a rogue. <laughs> the only thing that makes me hesitant about rogue is I want to look up what intelligence you need to cast the spells. Right, that is the problem, right? This is my British copy of Tunnels and Trolls that I got from Australia, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I only have the very the, the first edition, if you will. So yeah, I this is. I, I think in that one, the, first of all, spells don't have a minimum, but then all the other ones do. A minimum IQ of ten and a Dex of eight. So you are set for first level spells, um, and not second level. Second level spells require an intelligence of twelve. So. So when I level up, if I, that's an option, I'll raise my int, and uh, that'll give me if I want to keep going that path. I think, that, you know, as a long-term character, obviously, when this is a one-shot, so it's probably not going to be, you know, just thinking of how I would develop the character. I think the main issue, really, as I'm looking at it, is my strength is so low because that's going to affect my... Uh, your, your weapon choice. Just, but also how many spells I can cast. Well, I'm, I'm clearly a, mar- a ranged weapon person, ideally, so I'm going to stay back and use a bow with the right. high dex, right? So Rogue makes sense. 
Yeah, I was just going to say, if you couldn't cast spells at all, then Straight Fighter would have made sense. Okay. Rogue. Okay. B. What is your name? Elaine is her name. Oh, actually, you, 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 you get to level up because I said that my rules were if you're human, you get to start at level three. If you're non-human, you get to start at level two. Oh, nice. Cool. So what is your race? Human. Human. So you will be level three. Yes, I, uh, I know. GM likes humans, so I'm not going <laughs> to. And that might be why I uh, skewed it that way. <laughs> Except if you play like a dwarf or something, we'll let you raise that strength. But Yeah. Oh, while we're at it, uh, roll 3d6 for your starting cash. All right. Okay, I've got uh, 11, 12, 13. 13. And I think I heard you say her name was Elaine? Elaine the Swift. Elaine the Swift. Yeah, because she's got high decks. And I'm very original. Also known as Elaine Swift. That's right. <laughs> That's probably the truth, actually. <laughs> Elaine Swift sounds like a uh, Jane Austen character. I always found TNT level up things to be rather weird, arbitrary, if we will. All right. So when you make a new level, you can add your new level to strength. So for the two, you can add two to strength, or you could add one half the new, new level to intelligence. So you, that would be a plus one intelligence. For your second level, or add twice a new level to luck. See what I mean by it being weird and arbitrary? <laughs> yeah. Or the new level number to con, or right. half the level to dex. So for intelligence, dex, and charisma, it's half. For strength and con, it's the level number. And for luck, it's twice the level number. And then there's a weird option to add half to strength and half to con. Interesting. Well, I think what I'll do on the first level is add it because I'm going up twice, right? To second level yep. and to third level. So I'll add, it's the level to intelligence, you said, right? So I'll add yes. two to intelligence. All right. So I'm no, it's, to it's, it's half the level to intelligence. Okay. So it's one. So that'll give me 12, which will at least allow me to cast second level spells, right? And I'm all second right. level, third level. So, uh, and then what I'll do, because I don't think my strength's going to be high enough to really be casting third level spells, anyways. I'll take the second level boost to strength so I can add six to my strength, right? Is that correct? Because um, level and the level's three. No, not double the not. Oh, tw no, twice the new level is for luck. Oh, okay, strength is just the same. The level strength is just the straight level. All right, then I will take that. So I'll make All my right. strength from eight to eleven, and my intelligence from eleven to twelve. I think that's probably my best bet. I don't know because I'm not familiar with the game, which is probably good because. But I think if I remember right, that'll allow me to do the things I want to do. I could use a slightly better weapons. I won't. Uh, have a penalty on my two hit, and uh, I can cast second level spells. All right, yeah, and we're not going to like waste time here going through uh, spell selection and all that. I will let you do that offline and then just send in the feedback with that or whatever details you want to add, and I will uh, send you a reminder of the little rules. I'm putting air quotes around that. Uh, I have because I said something like, uh, rogues, I'm going to let start with one spell anyway, because normally rogues have to buy spells. Uh, so you might uh, want to make that a second level spell. Okay, perfect. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. This is fourth edition, though, right? Uh, yes. Okay, I was making because I have all of them in PDF. Uh, okay. We read the first edition, so I'll just look through for the equipment and stuff and the spell. So I do have a copy of the game. Yeah, fourth edition, which is available on drive through for only like $4. I'm a little bit of a collector, too. 
right? So I have like all the box sets for basic D&D, but for Tunnels and Trolls, so for the fourth edition, I have this one that I'm talking about here, which is the British copy that was published by Corgi. It's a paperback edition where they change them to, okay, British people, explain this to me. In the American version, the invisibility spell is called Heidi Hole. In the British version, they figured that wasn't permissible, I guess. So they changed it to Concealing Crack, which doesn't sound any better to me. So if you can figure out why Concealing Crack is better than Heidi Hole, let me know. I mean, <laughs> to me, it feels like they, they did it because it's worse. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, good. Yeah, and I'll get you all, all that information. And like I said, you can send me a, a voicemail or whatever. Okay, sounds good to me. This is going to be super fun. And I need to run that Traveler game before I run this game because I'm trying to catch up on all these things. So yeah, so I look forward to hearing that, sir. And I thank you for joining me again. And really, for you listeners at home, Daniel's been a trooper. We started recording two and a half hours ago. And I, I thank you so much for your time, sir. Oh, no problem. It's always fun coming on and uh, scheduling's harder than like staying here. So I figured <laughs> we get together, right? That's how life is in the RPG world, I think. Yep. All right. So yeah, thanks again for joining me. And I did it because we recorded these back to back. I forgot to say about Daniel. Daniel is the host of the Bandits Keep podcast and the Bandits Keep YouTube channel. And he has a couple of products on drive-thru RPG. Check all that out. Hey everyone, this is Future Joe. So that episode came to its end, and I still have you know enough time. I thought I would throw in a feedback or two. So let's do that. In the morning light with a cup of Joe. Checking my inbox, and wouldn't you know? Got a nail call, it's a beautiful day Fan mail pouring in the sweetest way Feedback, comments, or the joy they bring Like a melody making my heart sing In this podcast journey set sail Grateful for the love and all of your fan mail. So that is a feedback tune that was generated by Suno.ai. Uh, I talked about them before. My wife, Valerie, you know, she's been on the show. She really hates the mail call. Um, <laughs> now, what is it? Live from the United States. Uh, she really hates that one. So I wanted to see what AI would do. Let me know what, what you think, which one you like better. Let's listen to our first feedback. Hey, Jason here. Just listened to your award show. Great job. Yeah, maybe I should have picked that up. I'm not a huge Trekkie. Uh, like Daniel, I've watched the original series. I think I've seen all the episodes of the original series and most of the episodes of the cartoons. But, and I've seen Next Generation and I've seen um, Voyager and Discovery. I haven't seen any of the Paramount Plus stuff. But, and I've seen all the movies, I think. But, yeah, I'm not a huge huge threat. I'm more of a Star Wars. Because Star Wars is easier because it ends in 1985 with the second Ewok movie, and there's nothing else. So there's a lot less material to pay attention to. 
anyway, great job, and sounds like a fun game. I look forward to hearing the game mechanics part of it, if you play that. And if not, maybe just send it to me on the down low, and I'll be happy to listen to it. But great job. I wish you a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and I look forward to more wonderful things from your show in the coming year. Take care. Hey, Jason. By the way, everyone, that's Jason from the Nerds RPG Variety Cast. It's a really very great podcast. You should give it a listen. Links are in the show notes. I guess you could say I am a huge Trekkie. I have seen every episode of every series, every movie, even the ones I don't like. You said, <clears throat> when you're listening to shows that you've seen, you said Voyager and Discovery. I I'm thinking you meant Deep Space Nine there because you said you haven't seen the Paramount Plus series and Discovery is Paramount Plus. And the one you left out is Enterprise, which later became Star Trek Enterprise, that one with, with Scott Bakula as Captain Archer. As for Star Wars ending in 1985, uh, you're almost right. It actually ended in 1983 with Return of the Jedi. There was nothing else after that. Uh, as for the episode with the game mechanics, yep, that one has already been out. That was episode number 108. Uh, it's a very rules-light take on it. I know you have another email in the future that's talking about that, so I will not uh, say any more about that. As for the holiday wishes, uh, yeah, thanks for that. They were they were okay. I hope uh, yours was as well. Let me do one more feedback. This one will also be Jason. Hey, just want to call in and say Happy New Year. Also, just starting your latest episode where you talk about the rules of shirts and skirts. Very sorry to hear about your mother-in-law. No rush on that episode. I do hope at some point you guys can record that episode about the movies of 2023, though. You know, this reminded me, not that I've totally forgotten, but it kind of got shuffled in the background. A listener of my show sent me a little rules-like game for Star Trek to, and I haven't got it to the table yet. I need, still need to find a couple people that are willing to give it a shot. Maybe that's something you'd be interested in. I'll post on the play forums. But I'd, I'd like to get that to the table, too. But speaking of rules like Star Trek games, let me listen to the rules of shirts and skirts. I'll probably give you a call back afterwards. Thanks for that, Jason. I'm curious if the game you are talking about is called Far Trek. Far, F-A-R, you know, like not near. Uh, all of a sudden, I have Grover in my head. Near? Far. Near? Anyway, sorry. <laughs> um, far Trek, which was a sort of a fan uh, Star Trek rules light thing. They also do the shirt thing. I don't know if I was inspired by that, but they, they do it differently and have a different take. Uh, yeah, I'd be interested in uh, sitting in on that. And as I said in another episode, I plan on doing an actual play for Shirts and Skirts sometime this year. So yeah, there's that. Thoughts for the mother-in-law? Thank you for that. Uh, she has now out of the hospital again. She spent some time in rehab. She's out of that now and is at home. Let's hope that lasts uh, But yeah, thank you very much for the, the warm wishes. Oh, and there's other people that sent more private warm wishes, and we thank you, Valerie and I both thank you for those. And uh, yeah, we did record that movie episode, and that one was episode number 109. And in fact, 
Uh, that generated some feedback from a bunch of people. I guess you all like Valerie. Thank you very much for uh, sending all that feedback. So she and I sat down last night and recorded an episode answering that feedback. And we did sort of a media catch up and we talked about what we watched during January. That will probably be coming out in a couple weeks. I'm looking at the time. All right, I'm going to do one more. And really, it's the second part of that one from Jason. Okay, so I finished listening to the episode. Really enjoyed listening to it. I hope if you... It'd be nice to have it written up, but I don't want to impose on your time. But I hope if you don't write it up, you at least share the slide deck. The things that struck me were that this is also useful for, like, Space 1999. Obviously, you change a couple things, the ship combat a little bit, but for the most part, you could use this almost directly for Space 1999, which is great. Um, that, that's a game that, or that's a show that <laughs> needs more love. As far as games that only use one attribute, uh, Twerps is the from Game Science by, I believe, Jeff D. It obviously is the, the thing that hops to mind. Also, two-hour war games, although those are kind of like RPG light, they're more war game, skirmish games than they are role-playing games, but there's light role-playing elements. But those just have a star rating, which is basically like your rank. Uh, Twerps use strength as its sole tribute. But anyway, great, great job. Really enjoyed it. Thank you to you and Daniel for recording your thoughts, and thank you to you especially for sharing them. I will talk to you soon. Yeah, actually, I, I'm really happy with the way Shirts and Skirts turned out. And for the way it just like poured out of me, yeah, I'm very happy. I do plan on writing it up. I might slide you the slide deck separately before it comes out. But yeah, I do plan on writing the whole thing up. So you mentioned Space 1999, which is a show I like. My very first time on your show, we actually talked about it. And how like when I was a kid, I had... I don't know, a broken electric toothbrush I had found around the house. But you held it upside down. It kind of looked like the communicators that they had on Space 1999. So I'd always walk around the house like that. And when I did Starship designs for like Traveler and stuff, I was always very inspired by Commander Koenig's office and how he had the door that would slide down. And at that point, it's just part of the control room, a.k.a. the bridge or he could slide it up if he needed, you know, a private office. I love that. I always incorporate that into my Starship designs. It's very space, space efficient, so it makes sense to me. Yeah, I think another show that it would work well for is The Orville. But of course, The Orville is really just Star Trek light. It would also be a great Galaxy Quest role-playing game. But of course, that is also Star Trek light. Uh, would it work for Star Wars? Not really. It seems everyone in Star Wars is a pilot. Luke, Han, Chewie. Everybody's a pilot. So I don't think we'd work for Star Wars. Twerps? Yeah, I, I know Twerps. I like Twerps. I, I forgot all about that. Yeah, you are absolutely right. Uh, the two-hour war games, though, I never heard of those. So that's something new. I'm going to look for those. Check them out. Yeah, and I guess that's pretty much everything you said. So thank you very much for all three of those calls, sir. And everybody else... Thank you very much for listening. Thank you, Daniel, for joining me for the first part of the episode and all you listeners for listening every week. I truly appreciate it. It's wonderful. 
So if you want to leave feedback, feedback at Decahedron, all the methods are in the show notes or they're at the website, decahedron.com. And until next week, happy gaming, happy life. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Decahedron RPG Pod.